Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is the last day of January, January 31st, 2021. And we are still talking about football. Still talking about football. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are going to the Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium. First time that's ever happened. Home field advantage, which we talked about this. As a matter of fact, we got some stuff queued up to get some receipts. Uh, I think the day that we signed Brady, we said we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to host it in Raymond. We're going to have home field advantage for the first time in Super Bowl history. Boom. So it's going to be interesting because the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they play on a grass field too, similar to ours. So it's not going to be that much of an advantage. You know, we're not going to be allowed to have the cannons going off when we score. They're going to try to do everything they can to not give us home field advantage. But we're going to have home field advantage because we're used to the field. Yeah. And we get to be in our locker room. In our locker room. That's right. So. So I hope they put bed bugs in the visiting locker room. (laughs) And put paint everything pink <laughs> and make it as extremely uncomfortable as possible. They should play um, oh, Rick Roll. They should Rick Roll them through the whole thing, just playing on repeat. In the locker room? In the locker room. There just everywhere go. in the facility. You know, I'm of two minds of that. You know, psychologically, do you want to make the opponent's locker room extremely miserable or do you want to make it extremely comfortable? Because if you make it very comfortable, then they're going to want to go back in the locker room. You know, they're going to be because, you know, if it's comfortable and then they go out to harsh conditions, it's a lot worse than if it's harsh conditions and they go out to not as harsh. So, Well, somebody put up the weather forecast and it was forecast to be like 76 degrees on Sunday. <laughs> it's <laughs> snowing like, where man, we live. I know. It's 76 degrees down Ridiculous. there. What is wrong with the weather, man? I know. But, you know, Kansas City gets cold and they get snow. So it's going to be like a vacation for them. Yeah, it's not going to be a vacation when they get their butts handed to them. Well, I hope that they enjoy the local uh, spots before they go to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Strip clubs. Come on now. Come on. Do your work. I mean, (laughs) give like a discount to all the Kansas City players. (laughs) Whatever you're going to do. Free tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Do they even have tickets? They have tickets in strip clubs. Is that how it works? Uh, Ralph. (laughs) Don't know. Never been. Never been to a strip club. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We got a good show for you today. Uh, No fact checks and follow-ups, do we, Molly? No. Yeah, okay. We were perfect. Perfect bat in a thousand again. (laughs) Uh, We're going to discuss, mainly we're going to discuss the NFC Championship game. Went through the All-22. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to avoid talking about the Super Bowl you know, too much because we want to do a full series of shows on that. So we're going to try to retain it as much as possible, not let everything out of the bag all at once. Although I've been watching it today, so it's the Chiefs anyway. So it's kind of fresh on my mind. Yeah, I woke up. Molly had texted me. First thing she texted me, I'm watching the Kansas City <laughs> Buffalo game. Well, and I had already had a cup of coffee, so it had, like, kicked in. I was ready to go, have full conversations. Ralph is still, like, dragging out, not ready to talk. Oh, yeah, she was just like, what was this? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, coffee. 
Yeah, the, the Buffalo game, it was so weird. We didn't talk about this, but when we were at the bar, there was like 20 Buffalo fans that came in for the after game. And me and Molly, we were a little tipsy and a little cocky, I think. <laughs> a lot, a lot tipsy. And, you know, I was like trying to befriend the Buffalo fans. You know, I'm like, I want y'all to win so that Tom Brady can beat y'all again. And, you know, I know, I know y'all have been hating that guy for 20 years. It'd just be nice for us to beat y'all in the Super Bowl for the fifth time. And those people, they were the most depressed group of fans I've ever seen. It was, it was strange. They were like zombies. I know. And, and like no eye contact. And yes, it was still like the first quarter. So they weren't losing yet. Yeah. Well, even before the game started, I was talking to a couple of them and they were just so down and depressed. I was like, what are you going? You're in the AFC championship. Be happy. You know? I know. They were just like, uh, what a sad, sad fan base, man. Uh, we should have stayed there for the whole game because I, I just, to watch them, <laughs> the salt mining would have been. I don't know. That was kind of like when Cleveland fans get beat up on. You're just kind of like, oh. Oh, I feel so, so sorry for them. I know. Yeah, who does that? You do that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We got some news, too. Uh, do we want to cover news first, or we want to go over the Green Bay game? Uh, let's go ahead and go over the game, and then we'll cap it off with some news. Okay. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I got the Things I Found Interesting videos up, the Tiffies. Uh, check them out on YouTube. It's only a two-parter, which kind of surprised me. I thought it'd be a little bit more stuff to point out and it, you know of course i don't point out everything i found interesting i you know just it's probably about three quarters maybe half of the stuff you know because some of the things that i find interesting i don't think anybody else will find interesting and like i definitely don't put all the penalties in there the uncalled penalties uh, see i think that was a big thing in this game though because that's what all the green bay fans were screaming about which you know if i'm thinking about it like i would have screamed about that too just so we'd have an excuse as to why we lost <laughs> well they were wrong i mean it's yeah there were some penalties that we did that they they should have called but there was much more penalties on their part that they didn't get called there was the the chris godwin i had counted it as a dropped pass but after reviewing it he got hit in his arms. It was it was a deep bomb down the sideline, the right sideline, and the defender hit his arm before the ball got there. He like knocked his arms down. I mean, it wasn't like uh, extremely blatant, like he did it like seconds before he got there. But it was definitely you could see it. And you know, Chris Godwin's couldn't couldn't lift his arms up to catch the ball because the defender had his arms draped. And there was a referee standing five feet away staring at them. I don't know how he didn't call that. But, you know, I like the way the refs are calling. You know, in the playoffs, they're always much more hands-off, let the guys play. And they're doing a pretty decent job with it this year. But, you know, there's some some plays where you're just like, come on, dude. Man. Come you know, on, that's, man. You know, but there was the, the third down play in the fourth quarter when they needed to stop us and – they got called for defensive pass interference. It was definitely, I mean, the guy was holding. I mean, that was so blatant. Johnson's, and I yeah. can see where people would argue about that because on the broadcast version, the angle that they showed, you really couldn't see. Yeah. And it, I think it was on the logo on the field. So the whoever got held. Johnson. Johnson. Mm -hmm. His undershirt was white. And so yeah. when it got pulled out, 
it was over the white, the part of the white logo. So you couldn't tell that mm. the dude had his jersey. But when you looked at another angle, you could see it blatantly. blatantly. Like his shirt was pulled out like two feet from his body. Yeah. It wasn't even close. He did sell it though. Johnson like flopped. He, <laughs> he pulled the soccer player. He just flopped on the ground and all this. Flopped like a fish. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there were, there was plenty of stuff that, you know, they didn't call on Green Bay. Honestly, though, it was a, it was a pretty clean game. Both teams did very well as far as discipline and penalties are concerned. Uh, the uh, the refs, you know, they did a pretty decent job. I, I gave them a C minus. I think there was twelve uncalled penalties that I counted. So not not too horrible, and I don't think Green Bay. What what Green Bay fans need to be mad about is their team played like crap. <laughs> now, you know, we talk about this on the, the, the podcast all the time. You know, did we win? Did we lose? Did they win? Did they lose? Or did the refs do it? You know? In this game, this is just like the New Orleans game where I'm right on the line of, man, you know, they pretty much lost this game. I don't want to take it away from us. I mean, our defense played great. Our offense, we played great. They played like crap. And I don't know how much of it is is just we're beating the mess out of teams so bad that we're making them play bad. But yeah, that fourth quarter field goal decision is probably one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've seen in the NFC Championship. I in just years. don't even understand it. Like even if know. you make the field goal, you still need you still five need a touchdown. Points. You still need a touchdown. Yeah. Like what the hell was the point of that? It was dumb, 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 and that's what Green Bay fans should be mad about. Uh, and and also, you know, Green Bay didn't play that great. And the first time we played them, I said that in my notes that we, you know, they brought their C game, and I would say that on this one too. They but we were getting to Aaron Rodgers so good that they had to adjust their whole game and they just started throwing these quick darts, quick darts, you know, and just not really. Aaron Rodgers couldn't sit back there and wait for these long passes downfield. Couldn't wait for the play to develop. Now, this this game had probably the most deep balls I've ever seen in a championship game between the, both teams. I mean, we were just chunking it down the field. They were chunking it down the field. But it wasn't like they – they were that Rogers was just sitting back there and scanning the field. No, he was you know doing his five seven step drops and then just chunking it because we were right there. Our defensive line played great, great all the way across the board. Sue played great. Sue was fighting with people after the plays too. You never see that from him. I mean, he was he was chipping guys and pushing was them. He, and was he getting mouthy with Aaron after the plays too? A couple he of times. Was doing that last yeah, time. yeah. He'd walk by Aaron after he got sacked, and you could see he was saying something to him. Uh, uh, McClendon played great. Nacho played great. Galston played great. Uh, Barrett and the JPP, they were just killing it. 77 and 71 were just getting beat all game long. It was uh, 70, 77 was a uh, Turner. We would, we would talked about yeah, whether uh, he was going Billy Turner. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. Wagner. Yeah. Billy, Billy Turner played the left tackle, left tackle and yeah. yeah jpp just whooped up on him <laughs> all game long. oh by the way it's my oh yeah you got your jpp, JPP jersey on jersey. look at that what, what you're rubbing it on the microphone <laughs> uh, yeah so this our is audio listeners can get a taste <laughs> this, yeah that's what the that's what a jpp jersey sounds like yeah 
Yeah, well, this is what we're going to wear Super Bowl Sunday. What you got? Oh, I've got my my Nike Elite Tom Brady pewter jersey. Yeah. All stitched. It's nice. It's all stiff, though. It's like, ugh. I feel like I'm wearing can, body yeah. armor. Yeah. So, JPP and they, JPP and Barrett were the uh, keys of the game. They just, they just destroyed <laughs> this offensive line. They were all. I, I listened to, or I watched the Pat McAfee interview with Aaron Rodgers yesterday mm. after. Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, we watched it together. It was like 45 minutes with Aaron Rodgers. And Pat McAfee asked him at one point, and he was like, how you feeling? You were getting hit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Aaron Rodgers was like, they got a good defense. Yeah. And, man, we were just, yeah, we were. Their offensive line had no answer to us at all. And again, it was. God, there's so much I want to talk about the strategy behind all this. We did the same thing where we didn't push hard until the second half. And in the second half, we just unleashed. It was like we were uh, analyzing and seeing the weaknesses on their offensive line. And then the second half, it was just, it was a free for all. But in the first half, we were getting to him, you know, and it was almost like we weren't even trying and we were getting to him. It was almost yeah. like, oops. But yeah, second half again, we just we were just killing it. Got to give those guys serious props. And it was and Vita. Now Vita, I was excited to see him come back. Disappointed that he didn't do as much. But you know that's Vita Vale. He didn't play bad not by any stretch of the imagination. You know he and he got more snaps than they said he was going. He to. got thirty three. Yeah, I was expecting about twenty. So that was great. Any any. But he looked like he was in good football position, a little slow. Uh, it looked to me like he gained weight, although they said he he hadn't. But uh, he looked a little little, uh, little. His love handles were a little bit bigger. A little round. Hanging out the jersey, yeah. <laughs> but he did. Maybe his jersey shrunk. <laughs> you know, it's been a few months since he wore it. So. <laughs> he he washed it in hot water bags. So yeah, then. yeah. Uh, but he didn't dominate the way I expected him to. I mean, he didn't play bad by any means, but he he just he's so good at just getting that push. You know, I would watch him, and then whoever was playing opposite of him on the defensive line, whether it was Sue or McClendon or Nacho or whatever, and not uh, Vita would get he'd be three yards in the backfield pushing his guy, you know, and whoever else was on the other side, you know, they'd be a yard maybe, or, you know, right at the line of scrimmage. It's just, you can't stop the guy. Mm -mm. You can't stop him. And you give him two, three seconds, he's going to be at your quarterback while he's carrying the offensive line. <laughs> he's going to tackle you with your offensive yeah, line. Yeah, he does that he's so gonna much. He's going to use their arms to, like, bear hug you. Yeah. I'm getting all excited here. I know, you're beating up your <laughs> microphone. Uh, he did have one play where he just steamrolled Lucas. Just steamrolled, just rolled right over top of him. The guy had no... <laughs> no answer to him whatsoever. But he was he was generally pretty quiet, but he you know, he's very solid. Uh he had a couple times where he got knocked off his feet. You know, he's just he's just gotta get his game his game back on. He's gonna be he's gonna be a dominant force in the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk about that. I mean, Kansas City's offensive line is nothing compared to you know, the the Washington Redskins offensive line that we played. They were the best that we played all season, I think. And, you know, Green Bay's line I think it's better than Kansas City. Kansas, we'll, we'll talk about this, but yeah. But Mahomes is going to be running for his life. No doubt about that. Anyhow, yeah, got to give credit to our defensive line. They were the stars of the game. 
surprisingly, on offense, Godwin was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had the one dropped pass. I, I gave him two originally, but like I said, the second one I saw he got his arms were being held down by the defender. I don't know how the ref did call that. And then, but he did so much good stuff. He was doing great blocking and uh, he made the great catches. You know, that, that one 19 yard catch he caught on, I think it was a third down was just, you know, it was a big test circus catch, you know, it's fantastic. And he did that right after he dropped the pass. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was like, uh. so on offense, I'm going to – yeah, you always give it to Brady. He just plays great. He's an awesome quarterback. He's the reason. Our, our offensive line played great. Now, they gave us a lot more trouble than I expected. That guy, Kenny Clark, number 97, mm-hmm. he's good. Yeah, yeah he, he gave everybody on our offensive line a hard time, especially Steiny. 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 Oh, yeah. You know, that, that brings me – I want to get to this. I, wanted, I was going to bring it up in the fact checks follow-up, but I forgot. Uh, you know, I love everybody's comments in our on our YouTube videos and stuff, but I can't comment back. I don't know what it is with YouTube, but it doesn't allow me to comment back. I've tried five different browsers. It just won't let me do it. Now, Molly can do it. You can do it on the... Yeah, I can do it on the app. On the on app. Phone. Right. Yeah. I don't have the app on my phone, so... So I can't comment back to you guys. So, I thought, But I do appreciate all the comments, especially the ones that are like, you know, this is, these are great videos. I look forward to these all week and all that good stuff. I love that. I appreciate it, guys. I just want to let you know that I'm not ignoring you. It means a lot to me. And then I get the comments where, you know, I get a little bit of criticism. And the one that we've gotten this week, I think we had a couple of people talking about my enunciation or my pronouncements of names drives people crazy. You are correct. I'm absolutely horrible about this. I have been all my life. I'm just, I'm horrible at remembering names. For Ralph's one. mom is like that too. Like yes. she butchers names. That's, long time. that's where like, I get it from. Yeah. Uh, she watched that movie with Christina Ricci. <laughs> She's like, you know, the girl with the pig nose, Penelope. Penelope. Yeah. Have y'all like, seen Penelope what? yet? We were like, what? what? Took me about a second. I went, oh, that movie Penelope. Penelope. Yeah, okay. yeah. She was like, yeah, but like you can say it like Penelope. And we were <laughs> right. like, no, you can't. no. Nobody says it like that. Yeah, so I'll blame my mom for that. Yeah. But I do. I butcher names. I've always been horrible about it. And even when I get told the correct pronunciation, I'm always like, ask her. I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. Uh, I say Jamal Dean all the time, right? It's Jamel. And I've corrected him. I don't know how many times I've just Right. Yeah. Nassib, Carl Nassib, when we had, you know, I I, I used to always call him Nassib, you know. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I like to make up names of guys, you know, like Keith Tandy. I always called him Teeth Candy. <laughs> you know, it's just what I do. I'm going to try to get better at it, guys, because I do understand it is disrespectful to the players and it is aggravating to some people. Like, you know, I call uh, Lazard, you know, all the way through the videos, I call him Lazard. <laughs> oh, it is? It's not Lazard? Yeah, it's Lazard. What? I, yeah, uh-huh. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I, I call girl. it Lazard because it reminds me of a lizard. So I just yeah, say lizard. that's how I would say it. Yeah. Lazard. Uh, I had a girl in high school. Her name was Madeline. And I don't know what it was, but my brain could never spit that out. I always called her Madeline. Madeline. And I think everyone always kind of like side-eyed me. Mm. I'm like, yeah. always screwing up her name. But I just couldn't get, I just couldn't, my brain just, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, you know, it is disrespectful. And I used to only say numbers, especially to the opponents. 
you know, when I do the videos, I'd say, oh, here's 47, whatever. And everybody was like, oh, it'd be nice if you would say their names. So then I had to start saying their names. And it's kind and of And then everyone of, understood why you never said the names before. Right. Now I hope they understand a little bit better. <laughs> I just called out numbers. It's hard to mispronounce a number. So I'm going to get better at that, guys. And I do appreciate any criticism. I, I love criticism. Uh, don't be a jerk about it. I don't, though. So right. Don't, Molly don't doesn't. Do uh, me, I love constructive criticism. So I will get better at that. I apologize to it. Uh, what what I have to do when I do these videos is I, I have a sheet up with all the opponents, players, and their positions. So I have to look up every time something happens. I got to go to that sheet and find it out. Now I've got to get the pronunciations. Uh, so I think Pro Football Reference has the pronunciations on there. So I think they even have it where you could like listen to it. <laughs> That'll be a it's lot like better for so me. so much work. It is. It just adds a little bit more work, but it, it's better. It makes for a better video. So Again, I do appreciate it, guys, letting me know all that. So anyhow, Lazard. <laughs> I think we were talking about Stinny. Is it Stinny or Steiny? Stinny. Stinny. I don't know. Like, phonetically, like, if you just look at it, it's Stinny. That's how I get in trouble all the time. Like, Steiny, it would be like an E-I. I was raised on Hooked on Phonics. That's what got me. <laughs> no, no, I was. It didn't exist before you were born, maybe. <laughs> if it did, you wouldn't be We didn't even us. have language before I was born. It was all grunts. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got the, the Kenny Clark 97. He was very good. I mean, he, he gave our offensive line a, a lot of trouble. And so did uh, 55. Darius, I think it was his name. Darius Smith. Darius Smith. Yeah, he was pretty good too. Yeah, they gave us a little bit more trouble than I expected. But Tom Brady is just so damn good at when he when he knows pressure is coming, he just gets the ball out. And he throws good throws. You know, he's not throwing it in the dirt. He's not throwing it away. He's throwing it, you know, to where it can be caught. It, it's it's incredible how good he is at that. His pocket presence is just masterful. It's elite, elite level. Uh, in my notes, I have that 64 Stinny. The first series wasn't so good. Uh, the sack on Brady. Gronk and Evans, it was a very strange play. They were deep, and they did like a – they crossed deep, but they ended up running into each other. Didn't we have a play like this a few weeks ago where they – like, I don't know if it was three or two or three of the receivers kind of crossed like that, and it they yes. ended up knocking the defenders into each other. It seemed like they were maybe trying to do that, but they just mm -hmm. knocked into each other instead. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it looked like. And Gronk ended up on the ground, which is funny. You know, Evans is a big guy, but Gronk's a lot bigger, but it was Gronk <laughs> that ended up on the ground. Yeah, they slammed right into each other. And I, th I think it just kind of shocked Brady, you know, and that's and he got sacked because he was, he was waiting for that play to develop. And then when it happened, he was just like, what? And then, bam, he got sacked immediately. There was no plan B. There was, but I think it was just <laughs> – I think everybody on the field was like, whoa, check that out. Train wreck. <laughs> uh, I pointed out in the video also, Sue, he'd lined up an inside linebacker position a, uh, a handful of times. That was interesting. You know, he would be off the line, lined back about three or four yards, normally where Levante David or Devin White is. Uh, and then when they'd snap the ball, he'd rush forward. That was interesting. Um. Rodgers, and when I say that they didn't play very well, Rodgers was not making very good decisions. You know, a couple of those interceptions he threw were not very good decisions. Like the one where SMB did that great interception. He had a tight end underneath that was wide open. Uh, you know, it was just a bad decision on 
Aaron Rodgers' part. We had a great interception on Nelson B's part. I don't want to take anything from him, but you know, Rodgers, he, he he's too cocky. He thinks he can get it in there, and it was a perfect throw. But SMB was able to snatch it. But then there were two times in the end zone. Uh, there was that one where he threw it to Adams, and it was short, and then Adams didn't catch it anyhow. There was a wide open receiver that Brady didn't or Aaron Rodgers didn't see. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. Or not thirteen. I think it was Lazard, right? Lazard, you mean? Uh, <laughs> I really think it was yeah, Lazard. I think it was Lazard. <laughs> uh, but the art, the guy covering, it, and I want to say it was twenty-four, fell down, and so he was wide open in the end zone. And then another time in the end zone, the same thing happened. I think it was a Jamel Dean fell down. And his guy was wide open. That was when he threw it to Devontae Adams and he landed out of the end zone. He was all pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there, right in front of Devontae Adams was a tight end that was totally wide open. I know. I don't understand how Aaron didn't see those guys. Me neither. And, and that's what I'm saying. They just did not play well. And they had they had a bunch of dropped balls and bad routes and horrible coaching. It was, you know, we brought our A game. They brought their B minus game. And that was really what won it, besides the fact that we're awesome. 26 Adams, he came in for Whitehead. After Whitehead got hurt, played mm-hmm. great. Played great. I mean, you couldn't even tell that Whitehead was out. I mean, he was Adams was all over the field. He was making tackles. He was in great position. It was, it was great. And this is something you brought up. You want to talk about it, the depth. Yeah, I am just so impressed. And I really got this sense from your videos and the – quality of our depth and the readiness so we had guy you said mcclendon he had come in on one play and made a good play and mike edwards was in on that same play made a play and of course mike started um who was out that he started for who mike edwards oh antoine winfield jr because Mm -hmm. we were missing him so mike edwards comes in making plays and then we also had Stinney come in who it's only his what second game starting and you know yeah he's played great for I mean yeah exactly he's done great so I'm just really impressed this year with the quality of our depth and just the readiness of these guys to step in whenever they're called yes yeah and you, you you brought that up and I was like yeah you know that's true I mean we Antonio Brown, Brown's out. Mm-hmm. Scotty Miller comes in, touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Adams plays great for Whitehead. Steeny plays great for Kappa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Edwards. Yeah. Uh, when Devin White was out, Kevin Minter played mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I mean, they've all just really upped their game this year. And when we have an injury, although I was concerned at safety during the Green yeah. Bay game because we I lost just so many guys back there. Yeah. But they all did step in. And in general, when we lose somebody, I'm not as concerned. Yes. Yeah. That it's going to yeah, have a huge impact. Yeah, you got to hand it to this coaching staff and Jason Light for getting guys that, you know, are stepping in and next man up and they're playing great. Yeah. So, you know, that's awesome. I mean, you know, Vita Vale went out. And we're like, oh, you know, and it, it was a big blow. But, uh, you know, McClendon and Nacho and these guys, they stepped up and, you know, they didn't play horrible. You know, they're playing above average. Yeah. You know, they're not – I wouldn't say they're elite like Vita is, but, you know, they filled they in well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, Kevin Minter played great when he was in. Mm-hmm. 
It's it is. It's amazing at how well prepared our second and third string guys are. Uh, fifty eight to Barrett. He dropped back into coverage one time, and ninety eight dropped back into coverage once. So that was twice during this game. Okay. That we had our well, outside linebackers do that. Why was Sue lined up at inside linebacker? Like just just lining up weird. Yeah, yeah. We like to do weird stuff on defense. And, and that's a, another thing with this team. You know, I've been saying all year that it's really hard to tell what this defense is doing, but pre-snap, post-snap, anything. In the playoffs, man, it's like it's gone through the roof. <laughs> I will sit there and I'll, I'll, I'll frame by frame it. And I'm like, I have no idea what this defense is, you know. It's hard to tell if it's man or cover or your zone. And usually that's the easy part. You know, yeah. you figure that out right away. And I'll just be like, what is this? It's it's. Yeah, we're throwing all kinds of crazy stuff out there. I'll get to that in a minute. So, you know, we, we, we're we not doing the our outside linebackers. All, we haven't all playoffs. We haven't been dropping them back in coverage like we have all season. Now, what we're going to do in the Super Bowl, I don't know. You know, I can't we, – man, we have been playing some serious chess and, and winning. You know, our coaches have been doing a great job. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the one time that – Barrett dropped back into coverage. They got a Super Bowl. All right, they got a touchdown on it. They got a Super Bowl. <laughs> they got a touchdown. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the one where they went deep. Then I think it was Adams on Davis. I think it was that play. Uh, the Green Bay, they had three dropped passes. We had six. Mm-hmm. And... Two of their three dropped passes were in the end zone. So, you know, between them dropping passes in the end zone and Rodgers not seeing open players in the end zone, they left three touchdowns on the field. Mm. I mean, that's that's a hard pill to swallow if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. And when you lose the game by five points. Five points, yeah. Yeah. Now... The offensive play calling. I've been saying all year long, you know, we don't do a lot of adjustments. We do in-play adjustments. And, you know, we don't – when we started off, we were doing Arians offense, you know, a lot of this vertical stuff downfield. But then as the season progressed, we started doing – we were throwing in more of the middle stuff, the crossing routes, the slants, the drag routes, all that good stuff. Now we're almost—it's almost fifty-fifty, almost you know. Where we're doing, which I would say more Brady's Brady's bread and butter is those crossing routes, mm-hmm. the, those you know across the middle routes. But our offense, our play calling in the playoffs has been masterful. We 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 knew we were going to the playoffs, and we have been setting up plays all year long. For the playoffs, for example, we have this play that we run all the time, and we run, we run it probably 10, 10 times a game, where we put a wide receiver in motion or a tight end, and then he stops behind the line. He's between the guard and the tackle or between the tackle and a tight end, and he becomes a lead blocker in the run, you know, the the running back will run behind him. He'll go between the offensive lineman and, 
you know, try and block on the second level or whoever's there. He's basically in a fullback position. We've been doing this all year, all year. And in this game, we did it, set it up. Godwin came into motion, got between the, I think it was a guard and a tackle, and this was on a third and two. So you think, okay, we're going to run it, you know, like we normally do, right? We snap the ball, everything goes. We go to hand it off to, I think it was Fournette, you know, and he was seven yards deep, so it looked like a run play. Go to hand it to him. Godwin goes, he starts blocking, and then we do play action. Brady pulls the ball out, and Godwin sneaks out. You know, he blocked, but then he snuck out. And this is on a third and two, and he ended up getting, I think, 20 yards on this play. He was wide open. Nobody nobody thought to cover him because he normally blocks in that play. Is that the one where we needed the first down and Jensen was over at the sideline? Like, yeah. No, that was the last oh, play. Oh, okay. Game. That was yeah. awesome. No, this was – but, I mean, Gama was wide open. Nobody covered him. You know, it was just like genius. I was like, oh, my gosh, they've been setting that up all year long. This is a third and two. We needed that second down, man. And we ended up getting a lot more. It, we almost had a touchdown at him. You know, if the safety wouldn't come over and got the – because everybody was shocked. They were like, oh, my God, Godwin's way out. He was blocking one <laughs> second ago. Now he's running down the field for a touchdown. And we did that four times in this game where we had plays that I was like, whoa, that was really good. And that reminds me of Belichick. And I don't know how much of it Brady, but, you know, Belichick would do that. He would have a handful of plays every game, especially in the playoffs, that were just like, whoa, that was great design. And we are doing that. We've done it every game in the playoffs now where we're just, I'm just like, whoa, we haven't done this all year long. Where was this bad? It was like, uh, we've yeah, been saving this stuff for the playoffs. So who's the common denominator there? Brady. Brady. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, is it, was it Belichick or was it Brady? I don't know, man, but I'm or really maybe happy about it. Brady learned it from Belichick. It was like, oh, we got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one time we had, it was a pass to Gronk. He got 29 yards. Damn. And. It was it was a great play. Uh, Scotty Miller came over like he was like he was going to do an end around, and uh, Brady fakes it to him. And Scotty Miller turns around and he runs to the other side of the or back to where he was, and Brady goes like he's going to throw it to him for like a little screen pass. So everybody runs over there, and then Brady tucks it down, turns around. There's there's Gronk wide open on the other side of the field. <laughs> he just tosses it to him. Gronk runs down the field, twenty nine. It was it was beautiful. I was like, whoa! And Gronk started that play blocking. You know, he blocked for like three seconds. It was a long drawn out play too. I was like, man, I, I'm just loving these play designs, and they're doing it at the right time. Then there was the one we had three tight ends in. I think I put this one in the Tiffy video. We had two tight ends lined up in the backfield. It's almost like a wing formation almost. And Gronk was lined up on the line, and it was a run play. And it was, you know, the two tight ends, they all went to the left. We pulled Steiny, Steiny, pulled Steiny. You know, he pulled, goes over to the left. We cleared everybody out and format. He ended up getting like five yards, I think, but he could have gotten a lot more if he, but the guy just barely got a shoestring tackle on yeah. him. He was like, ah. Oh. Uh, and then the Godwin fake block one. Then we had another one with Godwin. It was a center field screen. It was great. And it was again, it was on a third down. I think it was third and no, no, it was third and uh twelve. And we ended up getting 13 yards out of it. <laughs> uh Godwin lines up, I think it was a bunch formation to the right, 
and they snap the ball. Godwin shoots over to the middle, but as he's going to the middle, the three offensive linemen, the center, the right guard, and the right tackle, which is Marpet and Steiny, they just immediately run down the field right after the snap. And so they're downfield when uh, Brady throws the ball to Godwin, and he just gets up right behind him like a little train. And they blocked, a, you know, it was like a wedge going straight downfield. I was like, oh, that was genius, man. Yeah, ended up getting 13. We needed 12, I think. So, you know, we're pulling this stuff out at the t- this perfect time. And I am pretty sure in the Super Bowl we're going to have a lot of it because Kansas City loves to do stuff like that. They are a tricky team. I'd say easy, 30 40% of their plays are tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're just throwing weird stuff at you. So I'm excited I'm excited as heck over that. Uh chess wise, our coaches have been beating the mess out of all the other coaches. You know, defensively, definitely. You know, because all year long we've been playing this weird, you know, defense where we've been dropping back our outside linebackers and you know, we're playing uh, man half time zone half the time. And then during the playoffs, we cut that out. We're playing totally different defenses. <laughs> Where, you know, we're playing a lot more man, you know, too high safety, you know, just stuff we haven't been doing all all year for the most part. And a lot of it, and we're doing it really well. So I'm excited about it. And it's almost like we've been here before, you know, like this coaching stuff. Like, I think a lot of coaches, like Sean McVay really comes to mind. But, like, you get into the playoffs and you're just completely outmanned yeah. and outcoached, it, it, it's you a, know? Yeah, it's a totally different beast, man. Playoffs are... So, it is interesting. And you can kind of see when that happens, like, to coaches. Like, just, well, I got you, Sean McVay, like, in the Super Bowl where he just gets this deer in the headlights. Look, he had no idea what the hell just I, happened. I'm going to throw the floor in there, too. That... Yeah. Field goal <laughs> with two minutes left. You're like, what? What are you doing? Yeah. I, like, tie it, minimum. And you go for it. You just go for it. Yeah. You know, fourth just... and eight, you're on the, what, 12-yard line? I mean, just come on. Come on. But, hey, yeah, I'm glad they didn't. I know. Who, who gives it back to Tom Brady with two minutes left? I know. It's what just, are they thinking? Yeah. And on that play where the last play of the game, we needed six yards, Godwin gets the ball. Yeah, that was the one where Jensen Jensen runs over and just like bear hugs. Mickens. Mickens was out there, and he's the one that gave that block on the edge that sealed the game, that allowed Godwin to come around. I was like, oh, that reminds me. And I put it in the Tiffy video. You know, on our special teams, we had one play where – Mickens had a huge hole, huge. I mean, he would have he would have gone probably for a touchdown if we would have blocked. But as soon as he got up in that hole, the guy's blocking, got beat, and they just surrounded him and took him down. But I feel like Pat O'Connor should not be on special teams. Yeah. Because yeah. that was him. He was one of the blockers. Mm-hmm. Ryan Smith was the other one. Yeah. Because I feel like so many plays like that this season, they've been on Pat O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, but then later in the game, he ended up getting a good run back. And it was great blocking. It was all the blocking. It was blocking that did it. I was like, gosh, well, guys, if y'all just – do you see what happens if you block? Yeah, do <laughs> you that know? all the time. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's like, uh, that's the difference. It's, I don't know, man. If we blocked well on special teams, we'd probably be even better going to the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's like. Well, I watch in the, I don't want to get too, you know, too far, but watching the Kansas City Buffalo game, they're, Kansas City had some good special teams plays, and the, but then they had one where the Nicole Hartman uh, muffed the punt, and Buffalo got the ball back at like the three. Like so, special teams I think is so overlooked, but can make the difference in a game. You know, mm-hmm. it can impact have a real impact on oh, the game. Yeah. We saw that with New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. in particular. But uh, it does feel like. It's been a, a little bit overlooked, although, you mm-hmm. know, we did make upgrades in the kicking game. We have no issues there whatsoever mm-hmm. at this point. You know, our punter is phenomenal. So, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, we could improve there, but is it make or break at this point? No, we're in the fucking Super Bowl. Now, well, you know, he's so good at kicking it on the kickoffs. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you hardly ever get a run back with Pinion. He's, you know, it's, it's five yards deep in the end zone every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you were right. It was O'Connor and Ryan Smith mm-hmm. that gave up the blocks on that play. It was a, I mean, there, it was a ten-yard wide hole. It was huge. I mean, it was you could fit a Mack truck there. Yeah, it was just like ah, oh, so frustrating. But you know, we're going to be playing in Tampa, and the the Tampa's uh, field goal kicking is notoriously bad for mm-hmm. everybody because of the swirling and the wind and. So you know, it could be a could be a factor in this game. Yeah, it was a SMB that fell down in the end zone, leaving oh, okay. uh, leaving Lazard open that Rogers didn't see yeah. wide open to, and then two plays later, let me see. Right after that, David batted a pass down. It was a beautiful play by David, and then right after that, Jamal Jamel Dean, he's covering thirteen Lazard again. And he falls down, and Rodgers doesn't see him. Lazard's wide open. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Green Bay left 21 points on the field. Easy. Wouldn't you be screaming if you were a Lazard? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he pissed Aaron off. Maybe that's what happened. Could be. Little pissy bitch. His interview with Pat McAfee was so boring. Like, what's up? It was interesting in that there was a lot of information, but his personality, mm-hmm. very boring. Yeah, very flat. Like, yeah, very flat. Like, Pat makes that show. I mean, that's why it's named after him, I guess. Like, he's got a ton of personality. But yeah. Aaron, not so much. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of slipping in their end zones. You know, I, I mentioned that we slipped. But there was also a play where they scored a touchdown. Uh, Robert Tan- Tanyan? The AR touchdown. Oh, that's not Tanyan. Uh, yeah. Tanyan. Yeah, Tanyan. Yeah, he. It was. It was an interesting play because David called it out. David. It's so funny. You could see him sitting there before the play, and he's. He's. You see him looking around, and he's analyzing everything. And he points to Tanyan, and he. He's. He tells uh, Jamel Dean. You know, he yells to Jamel Dean. You know, something. But he's pointing to Tanyan. Jamel Dean slips, <sighs> and the tight end got open and man David was pissed after the play he came over to Dean he was like wow. 
But uh, yeah, it seemed like they're in their end zones. It was really slippery, hmm. you know, towards the, their end zone. Yeah. Well, you know, that's where the end of the tarp was because the field was covered with the tarp. Ah. You know? Yeah. So maybe it wasn't completely covered or some of the moisture from the snow got in. Yeah. And, you know, we had the game against Atlanta this year in our stadium where we were just slipping everywhere. Yeah, I think in the end zone where Mike got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, man, they. I hope they get to the field right. Mm-hmm. We don't want a bunch of slipping. Although, you know, a, a, I don't know, man, a soggy field would probably help us a little bit better because they're a little bit faster on offense than we are. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, just to slow them down a smidge. Yeah. But, and by them, I mean Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Well, and Mahomes, him too. Yeah, he can be yeah. a little... A little squeaker. A little tricky. Yeah, we had, I think, three busted plays in this game. There was one where Brady, it looked like we were setting up a screen, and Brady comes back, and he has some pressure in his face, and he just threw it in the dirt. And I, I was looking at it, I, was, I don't understand why he did that, you know, because I think it, you know, he could have thrown it to the running back or whoever it was that was over there, and it could have made a play, but for some reason he just – it felt like the play was busted. There was a one time when Jensen had a high snap. That could have been dangerous. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady one-handed it, got it by one hand. It was going over his head and grabbed it. Uh, but then on defense, we had, I think, two or three busted coverage plays. Yeah. It's not absolutely horrible, but I don't like seeing it. Yeah. It can cost you. It can be costly. Yeah, if you have a quarterback that notices it. Right. Fortunately, Rodgers wasn't on his P's and Q's. So, anyhow, that's my summation of the game. I think, you know, we beat them. We beat them up. Our defensive line beat the crap out of them. That <laughs> offense, they were just getting thrown all over the place. They couldn't do anything. In the second half, probably starting in the second quarter, they just started going to these quick, quick passes, you know, trying to set up. You know, some deeper stuff, but even when they throw it deep, it was it was uh, Rogers running back quick and just chunking it. Uh, he never really got a whole lot of time back there because our and it was JPP and Barrett, which is they I mean, they were just they were abusing those tackles, man. Uh, everybody played well, and there's nobody on the team that I said, man, they need to step it up, except for again special teams blocking and tackling. Uh, but, you know, the, the Green Bay helped us out a lot by just not playing really well. You know? And I think it's a, a lot of it is I'm spoiled. You know, watching this team, we, we play so good, you know, on both sides of the ball. You know, we play at an elite level. Our quarterback is elite. Our receivers are elite. You know, I get mad when they drop passes. Uh, but other than that, you know, they run good routes. They get open. You know, they're fighting for the ball. They're doing what they need to do. They're doing good blocking. So, you know, I'm spoiled just watching a highly elite team. And then when I watch other teams, you know, I'm like, oh, they didn't bring their A game. It probably is their A game. Yeah, They're just not be. as good as we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think this year Bucks fans have gotten really spoiled. Yeah. Like, right. you have so little to complain about that during the off season, the media is coming up with all these bullshit narratives mm-hmm. that immediately get, dispelled you know the following week because there's nothing else really to complain about yeah yeah they tried man the media tried this year all year long to try to come up with something to bring this team down but they couldn't do it every time they brought something up you know they're not doing enough 
tight end passes. It's like, okay, next week we'll throw five touchdowns to tight ends. How about that? Shut up. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, we're not doing enough play action. Okay, here the next week we'll do 15 play actions and score on 10 of them. You know, it's like, <laughs> shut up. You know, it's like, <laughs> Brady and PA hate each other. Yeah, right, right. Remember those things? Oh, uh, Buck, Joe Buck's fan this week was retweeting people who had really shitty takes in ah. like November, and that was one of them. Good for him. About how, uh, Someone was saying how BA should be fired. So they were retweeting. <laughs> Is that a media that. person that said yeah, that? Yeah, like <laughs> national media, I think. They were just retweeting all these really shitty things. Oh, my God. Which is good to see. I love it. Yeah, that's that's half the fun of this season has been just rubbing and salt in their wounds, man, because mm-hmm. people talked crap all the way up until the bye week. Coming out yeah. of the bye week. Yeah, when we started going on the winning streak, that's when everybody went, uh-oh, we need to stop talking crap about these guys. <laughs> yeah. Steamrolling everybody. <laughs> yeah. I watched or I listened to the interview with uh, Sean Murphy Bunting on Pat McAfee, and it was so interesting to hear him. He's a really interesting character. He's a cool. He seems like a cool guy. And this really has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. I just uh, it came to my mind. Uh, but he, I, I didn't know this. But he is Jameis's cousin. Like, I had no idea. I had known that Jordan Whitehead is Darrell Revis's cousin, but I didn't know SMB and James We got to go back through our notes because I, I swear we said that a couple years ago. Maybe. But, but yeah, I don't I, know. when you brought it up, I was like, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But Pat McAfee asked him about uh, the team, and it just seems like they're all like such a tight knit group and he said that you know they do they are just so tight and they hold each other accountable but they're like supportive of each other and they make each other better and he said the addition of Tom Brady into the locker room impacted not just the offense but the defense because Tom would go to a lot of these younger guys on the defense and he'd go hey you need to look at uh, this guy has a really interesting technique that I think that you could include in your game or you know he's just seen so much football he's just such a dearth of football knowledge that he's able to work with some of the young guys too yeah and so it's pretty interesting he said that they get real chippy with each other on offense and defense during practices like they all talk a lot of smack to each other which is cool (laughs) well tom brady brought up an interesting point that i didn't think about that you know because of the uh coronavirus this year he has not been able to build up a bond with defensive players like he normally likes to do because they're separated. You know, you can't hang out with players like you have been able to previous years. And so he hasn't been able to spend time with the defensive units or even a lot of the offensive units. So uh, the team is not as uh, cohesive as it would have been without coronavirus. Now, think about that. Next year, oh, my God. I mean, we made it to the Super Bowl this year with coronavirus, with no offseason, with Tom Brady coming in, learning a whole new offense for the first time in his career, with Rob Gronkowski doing the same thing, uh, bringing Antonio Brown in, and we made it to the Super Bowl with this, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, and you know, these players not having the bonding that they're used to. What's it going to be like next year when 
you know, if all the stuff does go away and they can, you know, start having dinners together and going out together and bonding and, uh, you know, spending time in each other's uh, uh, rooms when they're, you know, having the defensive backs, you know, or watching film and Tom Brady comes in and starts, you know, he can't do that now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on, man. We are going, we might win two Super Bowls back to back here. <laughs> I don't, I don't see anybody in the league that can, that's comparable to us. No, no. You know, that's a full, well-rounded team like us. Now with the salary cap coming in, the Saints are done. I mean, they're what over a hundred like million, million over yeah, the cap over. now. Yeah, they're they're done. We're we're going to be in a tough spot too. I think we're going to see a lot of players take cuts to stay with this team. You yeah, know, take salary cuts. It could be. But Jason Light said the other day he was talking about our front office and that guy Greenberg Jeff Jeff Greenberg mm-hmm, that master front office guy. He said, yeah guy, he's yeah. just like a a master at dealing with salary cap issues and he said we're not gonna have a problem I hope not but you know if the salary cap is 145 million next year like they say it's going to be that's 50 million almost 60 million less than it is this year mm-hmm. and so many teams are going to have to, and they're going to be jettisoned veteran players. It's going to be horrible for the veterans. They're going to figure something out, you know, the league wide, because they can't, they just can't do that. But uh, I think our the big canary in the coal mine is going to be Ndamukong Sue. Mm-hmm. If he stays here, you know, he's he, you know he's been taking one year contracts, right? Mm-hmm. If he stays here and takes a cut in his pay. That's going to be a huge sign that, man, this team is, they're gearing for another Super Bowl because, you know, Dom Kong Su, he's a, he's a mercenary. He's a headhunter. He goes yeah, where the money is. He's a ring at. chaser. Yes. Yeah, he's going for the money. And I think he's going for the, yeah. uh, more the money, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if he stays and mm-hmm. takes a cut, that's going to be a whoa moment because mm-hmm. he is building up. You know, I pointed it out in the podcast and on the videos. You know, most of the young guys on defense, especially on defensive line, they just, they swarm around him. You know, I mean, he is the de facto leader on that defensive line. And, uh, you know, if he stays to continue mentoring and, and being the force he is and takes a cut, that's going to send a huge message to everybody else. You know, it's, it's going to, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. To see, look, we haven't even won this Super Bowl, and I'm already talking about next year's the Super next Bowl. One. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! Okay, you want to go over some news? Yes. All right, I have to do it on my phone today. Y'all have to excuse me. Uh, we did get an injury report. Now, this is if the um, if the Super Bowl were played today, today's Sunday. This is what the uh, injury designations would be. Now, we do have another week, so we'll have another week's worth of injury reports, and I'm not even sure why they do it this way, but this is just the way that they did it. Antonio Brown would be doubtful. He did not practice all week. Levante David, uh, he did not practice. He's got a hammy, uh, so he would have been questionable. Mike Evans was limited all week. He's got a knee injury. He yeah, just let him rest, man. Yeah, he had no designation. Chris Godwin. He's, he's played with a bad knee all year long. Yeah, I'm not even. 
worry yeah. about it. Uh, Chris Godwin has an elbow injuries, but was a full participant all week. JPP with that pesky knee injury did not practice all week, but had no designation. And then Vita with the ankle was limited, no designation. Jordan Whitehead did not practice all week with uh, the shoulder, shoulder yeah. and a knee injury. He would have been doubtful. Antoine Winfield Jr. was did not practice all week either. He would have been questionable. And then Steve McClendon, this was not injury-related. He didn't practice on Friday. So seems like just kind of a rest day for him. Um, and he had no designation. On the Chiefs' side, uh, tackle Eric Fisher, and we're going to talk about this more during the preview podcast next week. Uh, they are... Um, have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. And Eric Fisher, he's Yeah, God, that's going to be a death knell for them. (laughs) Yeah. Their tackle, he did not practice. He would be out. And I got to look at this, but I think that they've said that he's not... Oh, no, it's uh, Willie Gay. Oh, no, he's a linebacker. Uh, Yeah, I think that they've said that Eric Fisher is not playing on Sunday next Sunday, but I got to look at it again because they've had a ton of injuries over the season on their offensive line, and they actually just lost their left tackle to an Achilles injury during the championship. So that's going to be a huge storyline going into this game. So Eric Fisher didn't practice. He is out or would have been out. Le'Veon Bell has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday and then didn't practice on Friday, so he would have been questionable. Running back, Clyde Edwards-Elaire had an ankle-slash-hip injury. He was limited Wednesday. A full participant Thursday and Friday, no designation there. Cornerback Rashad Fenton had a foot injury. He was limited all week except Friday. He was a full participant, so he would be questionable. Linebacker Willie Gay has an ankle injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday and then did not practice Friday, so he would have been out. And then offensive lineman Mike Remmers. I think this guy's like a backup too. Oh my gosh, they're offensive line. Uh, has a groin injury. He was limited Wednesday, practiced fully Thursday and Friday, so he had no designation. Defensive back Ladarius Sneed had a concussion. He was limited all week and questionable. Sammy Watkins has a calf injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday, did not practice Friday. He is questionable. Andrew Wiley, guard, uh, has an ankle injury. He was limited Wednesday, full participant Thursday and Friday with no designation. And then Pat Mahomes with that pesky turf toe, he was a full participant all week. So he's good to go. Uh, so we'll see. We'll get another round of these over the week. And we'll talk about them on the preview podcast. But uh, it's not looking great for their offensive line. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not going to be mad. I know. They- <laughs> I know. Oof. They're going to have a rough time, man. I know. There's going to be a lot of quick passes to the outside. And that's going to be a lot of it. A lot of uh, pick sixes yeah. for us. Well, I mean, and they do get the ball out fast anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, they so, do those RPOs like crazy. Yeah, and, you know, Pat Mahomes is kind of a speed guy. So there is that, but you still need an offensive line. 
And, of course, they do kind of have an advantage in that respect because they did lose guys during the season on the offensive line. So they are kind of used to playing with their backups and adjusting there. Mm -hmm. And so the guys who maybe wouldn't necessarily have gotten snaps during the season, they've kind of gotten some good game reps. So, you know, that can be an advantage for them in that way. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll talk about it more this week. Uh, we are officially wearing the white jerseys and pewter pants. Hey, it's season. been working. Uh, that's what I think, too. I'm like, I'm not superstitious, but well, so let's just keep it going. We've been wearing, you've been wearing your Tom Brady pewter jersey throughout the playoffs. Yeah. And I've been wearing my uh, Salute to Service Chris Godwin jersey. And I was like, man, do we really want to change what we've been wearing? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah. Anyhow, I, we I decided we're going to wear this is this is what we're going to wear. So you, if we yeah. lose the Super Bowl, blame it on us because we didn't wear the correct uniforms. Uh, right. Tom Brady has gathered one point seven five million incentives this year for making it to the Super Bowl and his playoff appearances and all the other stuff. It's not too bad, although you know he doesn't care about the money. No. They're so rich. I know. I mean, he signed for $25 million. Like, you got the likes of Mount Stafford yeah. and Jared Goff making $40 million a year. And Tom Brady's like, yeah, I'll sign for 25 a year, guaranteed. Yeah. Craziness. I know. We made some roster moves this week. So, we brought Cyril Doink Grayson back onto the practice <laughs> squad. And then um, we waved uh, that running back, CJ Procease. Uh, to make room for him. So, hmm. and then we were all Sean McCoy. What's up with him? I don't know. We need to look into that. I know. Hmm. We're bringing in also two guys to go through COVID testing as potential practice squad signings. This is per Greg Allman. So remember linebacker Devontae Bond. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing him in and then corner Nate Brooks who just got cut by the Ravens we're bringing him in too hmm. uh, so I, I don't have any news on their signings yet but hmm. you know if they're putting them through the the COVID testing obviously we're interested in there will probably be some coordinating roster moves to make room for them yeah. on the practice squad hmm. uh, I've got a hire the Texans have hired Lovey Smith as their oh defensive coordinator. Like, why? Are they tanking the 2021 season? Already they're tanking. Get? I know. They're like, yeah, we don't want to win. Let's I, I was in shock when I read that. I was like, are they serious? Who the fuck wouldn't give that man an opportunity? I just don't understand. Like, I, I get like. I don't know what's going on with the Texans. They've just. <sighs> oof. Deshaun Watson wants out. He he removed all of his stuff from his social media that had any reference to the Texans. Which I don't like that either. Like I just yeah, find no, it very as a fan, I'd be yeah, as a fan, yeah. I'd be like, oh, get out of here, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but the the Texans ownership has come out and said, no, we're not getting rid of him. So yeah, it's going to be drama. It, what a mess! What a mess! Please send him to the Panthers. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Please, yeah. NFC. Uh, we'll take him. Yeah, the NFC South, man. Let's. You know, Atlanta, Panthers, somebody. Please take it. But, like, why would you hire Lovey Smith at this point? Man, like, I don't know. They Okay, the Bucks. I mean, he came to the Bucks, went 
He was absolutely horrible with us. Like atrocious. Like I'm convinced he hates the sport of football. That's he definitely, yeah, he definitely hated the Tampa Bay team. But then what did Illinois do to him? Uh, yeah, like right. He I went know. there and tanked that program. Oh God! As far was... as uh, from what I understand, mm. and then who would look at that resume and go, "Yeah, okay, we need to bring him aboard." Yeah, yeah. Insanity. I don't know. I don't understand that. Don't know. Don't know what's going on with that, but it'll be interesting to see. Poor Texans. Poor Texans fans. I have no pity for you. No, I know. Uh, speaking of defensive coordinators, the Packers fired their defensive coordinator, Mike Pettine. Pettine. I don't know if that's how you say his name. And their special teams coordinator, Sean Menenga, after the team's second straight NFC championship loss. So. Well, you know, it wasn't the defensive special teams' fault. For losing that game. No. If no. they firing the wrong people, if you ask me. I know. <laughs> well, I think one of them, their contract had expired, so they weren't yeah. bringing him back. That's what I understood. Uh, so, interesting. We are a... Coach a killers. <laughs> we are coach killers. And uh, I think quarterback killers. I think Aaron Rodgers is... We, he was talking on that... Pat McAfee, he was like, eh, you know, I'm not going to throw a football for at least six weeks. I got to think I know. about stuff, He's man. like, I don't – he hadn't looked at the game film yet. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I, it'll be a while before I look at that. Yeah. Well, he's going to see all those receivers' emails. He's going to be upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's going to that's hurt. Yeah. And we had talked about in his postgame press conference, and apparently we were not the only ones to get the sense that, hey, he may not be back with the Packers after the season. But – he clarified on Pat McAfee's show, although I'm not sure that he made it any better. Uh, if yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah, he was basically just like making an excuse for why he sounded like he was going to retire. I know, I know. He was like, ah, you know, emotions. Yeah, which he admitted he was like, I just got done crying with my teammates like 15 minutes yeah. before that, and then had to come out and talk to the media, and uh. They did kind of jab at the media a little bit, I thought. Yeah. Um, but he said, you know, he clarified his comments where he said, my fate is not in my hands. And mm-hmm. he, I guess that realization kind of hit him when they drafted Jordan Love. Right. You know, in the first round. And so, you know, he was just saying, I, I don't know. It's not my decision to make. And, I'll, and it's just like any other season in the NFL. I mean, I, we always see guys who you know, get cut or trade. It's the nature of the business. And so he was just um, iterating the fact that it can happen to him. Yeah. Big so. star like that, you wouldn't think it would happen, but it happens all the time, man. Yeah. yeah. Two straight NFC championship losses. You would think, well, you know, they just need a little bit to get over that top, but where are you going to get it at? I, I mean, know. He's a yeah. uh, – I don't know, man. I don't think by cutting Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. No, I don't think so like either. They, huh? I don't think so either. If, well, if they cut him, keep don't leave. I don't want him in the NFC South. I know. Imagine if he goes to like New Orleans. I'd be like, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't, well, you know, we don't have any problem with him, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've been beating him up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I forget what I was going to say. I had a thought. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us, man. We are over time here again. We just get to talk, and we love talking about the Buccaneers. Don't do it enough. Uh, we got a lot of content coming up for you this week, though, because this week we set everything aside. We had our child's birthday 
last week. So that was a big thing for us. Kind of kept us distracted. But this week, we are focusing on nothing but the Buccaneers, as it should be. So get your gear ready. Get your smiles on. Get your positive attitudes. We're going to whoop the Kansas City Chiefs at home mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Super Bowl in front of the whole world. It's going to be glorious. I'm, like, completely confident. Like, I have no – I don't know. I'm, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, when you're completely confident, I'm, that makes me very confident because – Hey, listen, I watched one half of them play against <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. And you know like, everything about this. the Chiefs. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here and get something to eat. You ready? Do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Till next week. Go, but. Or next time. Let's do that again. That's okay. going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go, Bucks.